Welcome to episode 11 of the New Zealand General Practice Podcast, an opportunity to share the joy of general practice and hear some of the tips and tricks that GPs use to build joy into their days. I'm Dr. Joe Scott-Jones, and in this episode, I talk to six GP colleagues who are at the Royal New Zealand College of GPs Waikato Faculty Symposium recently. There's so much to learn here from everyone, and including a very special opportunity to talk to Sam Merton, the Courage New Zealand College President at the end. We talk a bit about light bulbs in this episode, and I hope their stories really switch you on. So Erin, what brings you joy in general practice? What brings me joy in general practice is the opportunity to have relationships with people. Yeah. Which I find more meaningful than the, ex- the extended relationship, rather than that brief interaction. Um, that I may have had historically during training in hospital. Yeah. And also those times that somebody comes in, generally in some form of distress, and leaves my room, sometimes explicitly saying, thank you, I felt be- I feel better now, even if I haven't been able to do anything substantial for them, but just indicating that they felt they were listened to and that that was enough. Yes. And that gives me joy. Yeah. I really like the concept of just being there with our patients, just walking alongside them um, and just sort of being along with them as they're facing their distress. And that that other fellow human connection that you make has a significant impact for people. The, we, as a doctor, I think we carry a lot of um, mana, a lot of um, sort of um, um, respect or, or there's, a, there's a something different about the relationship you have with a doctor than you'd have with a friend. They're called consultations for a good reason, not conversations. But uh, um, the, uh, it's a very privileged position to be in, isn't it? I, yes. I, I really love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, um, joy in practice. What brings you joy in practice, Bertie? The light bulb moment. The light bulb moment. Yeah. Tell me more about the light bulb moment. So, I... Uh, I get real satisfaction when um, I'm talking with a patient and you can almost see the light bulb go on when they're like, ah, okay, oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah. 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 And it's quite interesting. There'll be people who've had, for example, diabetes for years and I guess I don't know how somehow I managed to use the right words or the right analogy or something and they're like, oh, okay, right, now I get it. Nobody's ever explained it like that to me before. And right. And yeah, just feeling that they do feel more a bit more motivated um, to to yeah keep moving forward. And I was just talking to Erin just now about uh, I hate the word compliance, right? Or you know, I get a letter the patient was non-compliant. Yes, because that indicates that kind of very much the doctors at the top and the patients at the bottom, and it's this you know instructions go a one-way thing, instructions from the top to the bottom. And so I much prefer motivation is, you know, the patient was not motivated, which sort of sounds, it doesn't sound as bad as the patient wasn't compliant, but motivation is sort of a two-way thing that it comes from the patient, you know, rather than from the doctor. That my job is to give information in such a way that it is understood and, you know, I'm a health advisor, I'm not, I'm not a bossy boots and you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And there's... I, I really, this is probably going to sound a bit weird, but I don't think we improve health outcomes by doing tests. We can do as many mammograms as you want and blood tests and you know, we've tick all the boxes, we've done everything, but that hasn't actually changed someone's health. All you've done is collected data. Yes. And um, so, 
yeah, I guess it's once the patient has understanding and motivation, then that's when you know, they're able to move forward and if yeah. change direction if they need to. I love that. I love the, um, uh, it's the fact of, of stepping back and thinking about all of that as well um, uh, brings you pleasure. Mm. But um, there's a, um, so, because you can just sort of blindly go through your day and as you say, just sort of tick the boxes and so on. But if you start thinking, well, what am I actually doing and what does health really mean? And does it mean understanding? It means giving people those light bulb moments, helping them to um, to understand what's happening and make that change. Mm. That's a real joy. Mm. The um, as you say, meeting the targets around how many cardiovascular disease risk checks you've done this month. I don't get a lot of joy out of that either. Yeah, and you know, I'll stop medications quite happily. A patient says, "I don't like my beta blocker." Mm. Okay, fine. What don't you like about it? Makes me sluggish. Fine, perfect. You know, I don't want you on a medication you don't like. No. You know, the whole aim is that we're helping you feel better, and um, a blood pressure pill should not cause side effects. We've got plenty of options. Don't put, don't put up with things. You yeah, know. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't want a patient blindly following my advice. I actually, I, you know, quite. I'm quite. You know, when, every time I do a repeat prescription, I'm like, Are you happy with these meds? Yeah. You know, tell me. There's a lot of fun in that, isn't there? Yeah. So thank you yeah. so much. That's really, really helpful. Oh, good. So, Marika, can Hi. you um, <laughs> tell me what brings you joy in general practice? Um, yeah. Look, there are a number of things. Um, one is the variety. Yep. And um, I've noticed, you know, I have a long drive to work and... No matter how weary I might be at the start of the day, within an hour of being at work, I'm just pumped and really enjoying the patients yeah. and um, you never know what's, who's coming in. Um, and that's great. I love giving of myself. I enjoy people hugely, so mm. it's a great um, profession for me. I really enjoy knowing that I'm making a difference in people's lives. I don't. I'm not saving a lot of lives as such, but every week two or three people will tell me that their life has changed because of an interaction we've had and that's partly because I've also um, studied family counselling and family therapy and mm. I use those skills every day in listening and reflecting back but that gives immense joy and satisfaction um, but the real kind of fun childish joy I get is working with kids I love kids mm. and um, they're so bright and so energetic and I love sharing the amazing discovery of the body with them and getting them to listen to their hearts and their mum and dad's hearts and I love saying this motor is going inside you, it doesn't even, it doesn't need any petrol, it doesn't even need solar energy, isn't that magic? Mm. And um, I usually keep a seashell on the desk to sh talk about children's inner ears and oh, discuss how the physics of hearing has changed into electricity in the brain. Wow. And, um, I have a constant sense of wonder about life and the body and to be able to transmit that and have it grow because you watch the children and their parents often develop that and, and it, it gives me great joy. So being able to translate that, that curiosity into yeah. those conversations and as you say your excitement will really excite and connect with them as well and, which is great. And, and I get excited about their discovery so yes. it, yeah it's a positive thing yeah. and, and of course kids are fun and we talk about books and all sorts of things and um, mm. yeah. It's, it's special to be part of people's lives, yeah. to be a short consultant in their lives and on their life journey. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's Thanks really, really lovely. Thank, Thank you. you. Lovely. Oh, well, thanks for that. Oh. So, Shiva, 
What brings you joy in general practice? Um, just meeting people, every sorts of people, um, of like, you know, from various cultures, various backgrounds, various places of all ages. It's not really the practice in medicine. I just look forward to listening to them and listening to their stories, like yes. their life experiences, good, bad, everything. Yes. I just love listening to that all and just learning from them. Yeah, I just learned so much. It's like I've taken you all around the world, take me to the grief and, and the joys and happiness and everything. Yes. Yeah, so I feel like, yeah, I, I, like I told you yesterday, I've lived so many lives through my patient. I've lived through my childhood again. I've been a teenager so many times. Like I've been a mum, I've been a child, I've been a friend. Yeah, I just, I just love that. I just love just, you know, just being there for my patients. Yes, yes. Yeah. I loved what you said yesterday about mm. um, about uh, you know having lived and lived all these different lives through yeah. the, through the connections you've made yeah. with people. So absolutely, no, that's fantastic. Thank you yeah. so much. No, that's not a problem. Any time. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the quote which you. So, Marika. Yeah. Hi. What brings you joy in general practice? That's my fantastic question. <laughs> <laughs> so what brings me joy in general practice is to always work uh, conscious, to always remember that you have a giving profession and you also need to receive. And a big way of receiving energy is joy. So you have to actively imp implement it. So being Practicing consciously, actually sort of starting off thinking, yes, I'm. this is something I'm deliberately doing. Yeah. And um, so how do you do that? What do you do that yeah, so allows you to do that? It's a bigger necessary than your stethoscope, if you say it like that. Right, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it starts in the morning with not going grumpy to work. Right, yes. Because if you start grumpy, you will receive yes. negativity. Um, and it's also in the practice itself, for me it's important to have good colleagues, have good rapport with your colleagues, nurses, yeah. also your patients, be open and be vulnerable. Yeah. And over the year, um, I do things outside of the practice, organizing, meeting others, conferences. And over your career, probably you also need ups and downs, yeah, time frames, doing this sometime and that sometime. Yes. Mm -mm. Yeah. So actually sort of consciously thinking, um, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to work now, I'm going to put on my, my, my doctor, and when you put the stethoscope on in the morning, you know, that's, that's putting yeah, on that you, doctor. you also put on the joy coat. I'm putting on the joy <laughs> coat. And, and it, I like that concept of sort of giving and receiving profession. You know, it's something that we're giving to our patients, but we're also receiving, we receive yeah. a lot from our patients, don't we? And yeah. the staff around us. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't mean it like that, but that's a, a, a part I, I am conscious about too. So I was meaning a little bit that it costs a lot of energy, so you also have to sit on the couch at home to right, okay. re-energize. Yes, yes. But one of the ways to re-energize is that you have a good bond with your patients, so they will give you jokes back. Yes. Or I'm the doctor that talks about holidays yes, where yes. people go, and it also gives me energy. Yes. 
the, one of the things I, I would do would be to, um, when I got home, take my clothes off, have yeah. a wash, put different clothes yeah. on, and then I'm that sort of refreshes me yeah. then for, yeah. the, for the evening. Yeah. I, mean, I, I can go for a run nowadays. Oh, but, um, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. I wish I could, could go to work by bike. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit too far. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, thank you. That's really helpful. Thank you so much. So, Sam. What brings you joy in your day as general practice? And what, what do you do that allows that to happen in your day as well? Okay. So I think the joy that I get in my actual practice with my patients is seeing people that I've seen for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I have students with me and I s- start the conversation about life in the universe as often so. Right. Yeah, yes. So, so talk about other things. Um, and the students that they're looking at me going like, this is meant to be clinical and it's not because we're yes. talking I sort of feel like I'm talking with my mates but I have to resist the urge to um, call them mates but um, I think part of that that's that joy of seeing them grow through their journey of life and um, go through stuff that's tough and come out the other side and then carry on and do well seeing one of my favourites is seeing my 10 year old male patients go through become 18 and come yes. and say so hey doc could have that conversation and um you see, and then you see them go on and their family's worried about their ability to actually achieve at university yes. and then they come out the other side and go well i've got this new job and they come in looking all suited up and you just go like i knew you were awesome yes and so i think some of that is reassuring to my own life with my own kids but yes. also it's really lovely to see those journeys of life the other ones that I don't know that come in and I will see them just briefly because um, I happen to be on that day or someone else is there. And just being able to be a professional and sort of go, so what are we doing? How are we doing this? We're going to sort this out and talk it all through. And then also, um, I always feel like I've achieved something when they tell me exactly what they were thinking and I am able to either reassure or investigate exactly what they were thinking. So I feel like I've done my job. Getting to that point where yeah. you know, where they are able to express exactly what they're thinking is yeah. a real skill as well. And there's a, 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 a huge pleasure, I think, in being able to, to draw that out because quite often people um, don't fully understand what it is that they've come in with, do mm. they? No. They know there's something... Yeah. But uh, getting them to that point where they're able to say, you know, actually it is that it keeps me awake at night or, or it's, it stops me from being able to work or I'm, I am worried about being able to function in this way and if you yeah. get, get to do that, that you know, family trip or whatever. The, um, uh, uh, the, the key thing I really want to know is, is it serious or isn't it serious? If it's not serious, I don't really, it doesn't, doesn't yeah. really bother. Yeah. Getting them to that point and, and both of you understanding that... Um, uh, I know we've got sort of processes around how we communicate yeah. to, to, to do that, but it's, um, uh, yeah, I think that, that point in the consultation yeah. is um, uh, is that uh, some people talk about the light bulb coming yeah. on or, yeah. you know, that sort of, yeah. uh, and I think that, that is a, there's a real pleasure in achieving that. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, one, of the, one of the ones that often comes to mind for me is a lady that we were talking about stuff and she worked in the post office and I then t- I told her a story ab- about someone who um, had died um, the right this is not this is about joy someone who died yeah, no, it's yeah. Not joy. But some, this person had died the ashes had been returned to um, the family but got lost in the mail and so then um, we went and stayed in the house I know we shouldn't laugh no I'm not we laughing. went and stayed in the house and um, my dad when we were staying there said 
I'm sure he walks the floors because he never got actually buried. And I was talking to a Māori lady. Right. And she said to me, do you believe in ghosts? Right. And that was like, it was like one of those random stories that I told, just talking about postal stuff because she worked in the postal service. Yes. And she suddenly, we got on to talking about ghosts and then she told me the story of why she couldn't sleep because of dreams about ghosts and bad things. Yes. And so it completely transformed what I knew about why she wasn't sleeping and yes. why she was taking drugs and alcohol to get her to sleep because of the other story. All oh, right. So it was an it was a complete random moment which transformed our relationship. And sometimes those things are like wow. And oh wow. So the the um, being able to have that time also. Uh, putting the effort into the life, the universe and everything conversation Mm. um, really enables those moments to happen within the consultation Mm. and also listening and reflecting back to the patient, being able to follow through Mm. um, when those little clues are dropped into the conversation um, so that you can draw out what it is that really matters to the person is a real skill in it is and i think the other thing that we talk about and we get you know taught at med school about being professional and professional often feels like there is a barrier and i think sometimes what we need to do is a bit of that um which is share a bit of ourselves and make connections and talk about stories and talk about who we are as much as talking about who they are yes and then if you talk about I knew someone who, and it might be a family member, mm. but actually I knew someone who um, makes a reality of their own reality. Yes. And that's really helpful for getting more connection. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Sam. That's Thank absolutely you. wonderful. Yeah. That's absolutely wonderful. I, I know we're going to need to have a longer conversation <laughs> yeah. at some stage. Well, you did say, well, you know, what's the other things that make you joy? And I was talking before about how serendipitously I ended up having my job ended up being slightly part-time because I had someone else who came into the practice and they needed some more hours than um, I could give them without me cutting down. So yes. I cut down and then it was like, well, what else shall I do? And so then I could put other strings to my bow. Yes. And that gave me the chance to get out and do other stuff. But then once family came along, it got even busier again. And so now I actually deliberately put my brain in a different place for two hours a week going to an art class. Oh, yes. Right. And if you learn to language or played a musical instrument or whatever else it was then it's something that makes your brain do something completely different and you don't have to solve someone else's mystery you're solving how to put paint on paper yes and um i find that even if it's the worst day ever and i go to my art class feeling the grumpiest and the most revolting in fact when i'm not invested in the paper i'm just actually getting my emotion out the paintings are much better so that's my solution to making sure that I keep sane is that I do something that's completely different. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The so put your brain in a jar every now and again. Put not not depends what else is in the jar, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> but put it, but in put a it somewhere different else, jar. different place. Somewhere, yes, yeah, that's right. somewhere else. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good thing. Thank you, Sab. That's brilliant. Pleasure. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much to the contributors to this episode. Erin, who talked about making a deep connection with people, which makes people feel better, even if all we've done is to allow them to listen. Birdie, the light bulb moments where we see the patient fully understand, using an analogy that resonates with the patient and ensuring that power sits with the patient, not with the doctor. 
Marika talked about making a difference in people's lives through making connections and sharing the excitement and the wonder of life with patients, especially children. Shiva finds joy in meeting people, learning from the lives that she shares with the people who share their lives with her. Marika, practicing consciously, taking deliberate actions to be open, able to both give and receive energy. And she talked about putting on the joy coat instead of the white coat, um, being aware that being able to make that connection is as important in the consultation as the stethoscope. I love that. And of course, Sam, who talked about joy being found when we fully understand the patient, perhaps because we've made the effort to have a life, the universe and everything conversation that helps us fully understand each other. She talked about watching people develop over their lifespan, watching the journey of life and celebrating the skill of being able to unwrap what is initially presented through story and connection to get into what really matters to people. The things we can do that allow that joy to happen are to share something of ourselves, to deliberately make time for Fanangatanga, and also self-care, taking some time out to do something creative, something different each day, which puts our brain in another place. The light bulbs. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the New Zealand General Practice podcast, please rate it wherever you found it and share it with your friends. It does help. If you want to know more about general practice in New Zealand, the college website has all the details about vocational pathways to both general practice and to a career as a rural hospital specialist. The Rural GP Network and NZ Locums that they provide run an excellent support service for GPs and if you're looking for an opportunity to experience rural practice in all parts of New Zealand, find them on the web. I've been Dr. Joe Scott-Jones. Ka anu. See you again.